0: Welcome to the Waves Ministry Podcast. My name is Caroline Hare, and I'm the founder of Waves Girls Conference. We have girls' conferences for girls ages 12 to 22 in the States as well as internationally. Our mission and vision is to encourage and equip young women to start making waves for Christ in their homes, community, and in the world. We hope that through this podcast that we can bring messages and words of life, wisdom, and hope through the word of God, life issues, and help girls know their true identity and calling. Hey girls, we're so excited to have you join us this morning, afternoon, wherever you have your coffee, maybe you're driving, but we are on our podcast and we are in season three. And our topic is if, you're, if my journey could teach you anything. And I am so excited to have my friend Ainsley Britton on the podcast today. How are you Ainsley?
1: Hey, I'm so good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good.
0: You know, Ainsley is a new friend of mine. We yeah. actually just met recently. She was down in Dustin, in Sandestin on vacation. Did you have a good trip?
1: Oh my gosh. It was so fun. I think I, I was there for like nine days. So I'm like, really? <laughs> filled up with the beach. So, I loved it. It was so fun.
0: Well, we actually met through a mutual friend, Holly Myers, like via social yes. media, and we chatted and have had Zoom calls, and then it was such a joy to be able to actually like, connect up with her. But whenever I was thinking about this podcast series, we have 12 different sessions on this podcast and um, for this season, and I was like, man, she has such an amazing journey story that I want her to tell you all about in a little bit. But first of all, Ainsley, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, so my husband and I live in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Go Tigers, if anybody yeah. is an LSU fan. Um, I personally am a writer and director of a nonprofit called UnveiledCampaign.com, where we unveil the life controlling issues. We focus a lot on identity. That's kind of like my lane, if you will, <laughs> is identity. And in that, in that, um, we've started a podcast as well. So, and Spanking New. It's called Wild Confidence That's- where we, I, I pretty much bring people in who have taught me, I guess, more about my confidence and identity. And we tell uh, other people just how to find, keep, and share their confidence in Christ. I love
0: that. I it's love so that. so
1: hard to like, uh- I don't know.
0: Walk forward in oh. confidence whenever there's so many different things going on in the world, for sure, yeah, for sure, well, whenever I saw that you were releasing that podcast, I got so excited because um back in twenty eighteen, we actually our theme scripture for the year waves was, um, from Proverbs 28, one, where it talks about the righteous are as bold as a lion. And, yes. and I just was like, yes, I was like, be bold <laughs> for Jesus. And whenever I saw that, that was what it was called. I was like, oh my gosh, it's like that girl. I, I get it. I totally get it. I love it. And I need to that get so of the sweatshirts. I heard, did you sell out of
1: them? Yes, but I'm making some more. Okay, good. so I'll let you know whenever they're back. But we <laughs> sold out of them before I even told people they were available. So I was like, "Oh wow, that was amazing! That That's was, was so, so fun. great!
0: That's so so great!" Okay, so just out of curiosity, I know like I love a good road trip, um, so, and I love going on road trips with my friends, and I love jamming out to music on road trips. So, what is your favorite album or artist to listen to on a road trip? <laughs>
1: Yeah. I love that question. It's so fun. And I think that it varies every time I get in the car because I will say I go on quote unquote road trips all the time. I'm constantly between just, I don't even know. It's just everywhere. Um, Yesterday or two days ago, I drove in from Houston where I used to live. It was right after the beach. So I went from the beach to Texas, back to Louisiana. (laughs) So I've gotten a lot of uh, road tripping in lately. And most of that time, I was either listening to Bob Goff's new book yeah, or um, Taylor Swift's new album. Hey. Yes. <laughs> but okay. today, if I were to get in the car right now and go on a road trip, I'm feeling some red hot chili peppers. Oh, that's nice. I like that. Yeah. I feel like that's the vibe I'm in today. So (laughs) I would say red hot chili peppers.
0: That's amazing. You know, it's funny. I went on a youth trip and there was this girl who um, was in my youth group like previously, but she came on staff as like an intern at my church. And we were on this road trip to a mission trip and I like busted out some Mariah Carey, like something about Mariah Carey music is just like, Takes me to a whole different level that I didn't even know I had (laughs) existed inside of me. But anyway, I love that. Amazing. So, just going towards our topic, you know, what area of your life could you say that you have been on a journey?
1: Yeah. So, I think personally for me, the journey of identity and discovering my identity or rediscovering my identity in Christ has been the biggest journey of my life and the one that, um, I continue to to go on and <laughs> and continue to try and figure out, and it all kind of came to a head, I guess. Um, whenever I was a junior in college, I want to say,
0: uh-huh. maybe
1: a senior even, or I, actually probably both years, um, I was I had moved to Nashville, Tennessee, and I had been in a season of. Uh, just loneliness with the Lord, which happened to me the most beautiful season of my life. I just learned a lot about myself. I learned about a lot about the Lord. And, um, I was just dating around. I mean, in general, just going on dates or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. As you do in college, nothing crazy. And then one of my longtime friends, I kind of wanted to keep that friendship safe, you know, so I didn't, didn't want to date. And then, uh, we ended up dating and, it turned into a really toxic, unhealthy relationship. Uh And when I tell you my identity took a complete nosedive, Mm. like all of this work that I had just done with the Lord had crashed and burned because of one guy. Um, It was truly rock bottom. Like I, I don't really, I am very look on the bright side. I'm very glasses half full. Like everything is great all the time. Sunshine and rainbows. But when I tell you, I could not see the light of day. I could not find hope um, during this relationship. That is what it was like, and it was um, it was just crazy how the Lord took me at the end of that. So it was a relationship of manipulation, of emotional abuse, of physical abuse, all kinds of things. And whenever it ended, the Lord was like, oh, we're just getting started. Like oh, This oh. is the beginning. And I was like, what the heck? And I just chased uh, restoration and chased healing in a way that yeah. I never have before. Like I was in church. I was like, my friends, I need y'all to lay hands on me in prayer. Right. I'm like, do whatever yeah. it takes. I'm, I, I need healing. I will not yeah. live life trapped and lost Um, so I was just fighting for myself. I was in a desperate fight, um, for my identity and to remember who I was or am in Christ. Mm -hmm. So that is, is really like the main journey that I can attribute so much of my growth and so much of my, um, faith. Wow. Because I truly felt I could, I could see more clearly who the Lord was and how he truly cared for me. Because it was something like I'd never experienced before because I hadn't really had an extremely difficult life. You know, some things have happened in my life that were traumatic or troublesome or heartbreaking. But until that moment, I had never been at like, quote unquote, rock bottom. Wow. So um, that is, that's probably like the main journey that I have kind of been on and the restoration of my identity and the rediscovery of my identity as a child of God, as you know, that adoption story has, has, has sunk in to my heart. Because right. You always hear about it growing up in church. You're like, you're adopted into the kingdom and you're just like, okay, cool. Okay. But until you get, <laughs> understand the reverence of that and the true honor of that, oh my goodness gracious, that will do There's some so miracles. You yes. know, whenever
0: you were talking, I love that the place that you went when you hit rock bottom was to the Lord. You mm-hmm. know, one of the things I like to say is that heart work is hard work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you yeah. know, it, it, it's hard work, like doing the hard work of heart work, um, that he yeah. let him chisel away at you and just really redefine your identity as a daughter. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, I was listening to a podcast this morning and and it was all about, like releasing control of the methods and and really just taking your seat at the table as a daughter or as a son, you know? And that's so like, whenever you come into the King's house, like, and you realize like, okay, I have a seat at this table. Like (laughs) so many things like are off the shelves as far as like how you're treated or how you allow people to speak to you. Like, you're like, oh no, 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 no. That's not okay anymore. (laughs) But I love that. And the thing is like, I love that you said this too, like, we're not, like, we're not arrived. At, we have not arrived at the identity thing. Like we are continuing to work on it. Totally. It's still, it's just the beginning. Like you're just yeah. getting started. And, and I feel like we will continue to be chiseled away at that until the day of, of Jesus coming back yes. right? Or until <laughs> yes. we move up to glory. Um, yeah. You know, from that, from, from your story, like if your journey could teach you anything, what or could teach someone else anything? We have students that listen to this, teenagers, college students, um, youth leaders. Like, what from your journey? What would you say? Like, if you could take away anything, take away this.
1: Ooh, there's so many things. <laughs> I think the number one thing is don't date a boo boo dude. And I'll explain what a boo <laughs> boo dude is. A boo boo dude is everybody knows the boo -boo dude. Like, and everybody has probably experienced a booba dude in their life. Mine (laughs) was an extreme version. However, that's everything from obviously in a physically abusive relationship to just a guy that will leave you on red or a guy that will take you on a date. And well, I don't know how many people are taking people on dates these days. My girls (laughs) link up. Yeah. It's so funny. My
0: dad asked me, he's like, are you dating anyone? I'm like, it's kind of hard to date in a pandemic, dad. Yeah. <laughs> Come
1: on. <laughs> it really is. So d- it's just those guys who like want to control your time. They want to be in control of your life and just the decisions you make or the places you go. Um, anybody, it's, it's just a guy who doesn't treat you the way that you deserve. That is the bottom line. That's a boo-boo dude. And <laughs> the thing is, is that we deep down, we know right. whether or not he is treating us well or not. We, we know. And you know what? If you don't know, ask your friends, ask your mom, ask your youth leaders because they know and I they know. can spot them this quick. This
0: is not the time to like put earmuffs on and not listen to them.
1: <laughs> like, exactly. And, and it's hard. It's so hard to get out of those kinds of relationships. I mean, trust me that that's exactly what was m- my case. And uh, if you, if you have found yourself in that situation, I would say fight for yourself. Right. Because this is the time that that God has called you out of toxicity and, and brought and wants to bring you into life and wants to bring you into restoration. And I was actually reading a devotional today and it was about uh taking off the weights that are holding you down from running your race. Right. Uh-huh. And that's exactly what this is is like run your race, fight for yourself, shake off the boo-boo-dudes because <laughs> God has something better for you. And I can literally guarantee it. Like when I tell you, I, I know that, um, that, you know, my, my dad and I didn't have a good relationship as I was growing up. I know that that was a source of a pain point for me or a source of insecurity for me. So whenever I was in this relationship, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so scared. I'm going to marry my dad. And Oh wow. Yeah. And the, the I think a lot of times
0: what we like fear the most, we end up partnering with. Yeah by accident.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. And then whenever I kind of decided to fight for myself and partner with the Lord, yeah, in my purpose and my identity, it was kind of crazy um on my wedding day to my incredible husband who I was <laughs> literally so like oh, <laughs> I'm like are you real? Like there's no way. Like the Lord like had you for me. Like this is crazy. Like he knew. <laughs> he knew. He knew what I needed and how funny and silly we are. But um, on my wedding day, my dad, or the day after, sorry, it was the day after we were all sitting around having coffee because we kind of semi-eloped and it was just he, uh, myself and our parents and siblings. And my dad started telling me about how the Lord has changed his life and made him a new person. And I was like, oh my goodness, like this is wild. And now my dad and I are so close. We're actually oh, going on a trip together, just he and I.
0: Wow.
1: It's crazy. And it's just crazy what happens, what the Lord will do as far as restoration and That's whenever you partner good. with him and fight for yourself and shake off the boo-boo-doos.
0: That's right. I feel like there's a book coming out of you. Oh my oh, gosh. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, don't date. I, I feel like you need to write a book <gasps> called Don't Date a Boo Boo Dude. Like I, I feel it. That's not, I didn't pray about that, but just take it before. That's genius. (laughs) I'm not kidding.
1: I'm writing it down right now. (laughs) I know you're not. I know you're not. Oh, I love that.
0: So when you were on on that journey, um, what what encouraged you? Who encouraged you? What encouraged you to break free of the boo-boo dude and to get out of that?
1: Yeah, I think it was hard for me because I didn't end it. Um, it was okay. he broke up with me, but which I'm so endlessly thankful for.
0: <laughs> like, thank but you. I,
1: Jesus. <laughs> yeah, literally. But the p- group of people that I felt safe whenever I got out of that were my small group from the church that I was going to. Wow. And it wasn't anybody my age. The funny thing about the church that I was going to um, is that it was very teeny tiny in Nashville. And it was really like my friend's parents were my small group leaders, <laughs> not the boo-boo dude, a different friend. Um, and it was kind of like, you know, they're, I mean, they're my parents' age. And then right. there were some some young married couples and just some older, wiser people people, which I a hundred percent recommend surrounding yourself with, especially if you're in in college. Um, And they just, they didn't judge me. They didn't make me feel like a failure for being in a toxic relationship. And they just welcomed me back with open arms and they were a place of comfort. And that really encouraged me while I was even on that journey because I was going to small group, you know, the whole time. And I could kind of feel that stirring in my spirit. Like this isn't right. This isn't right. Right. But, um, they were a soft place for me to land, which was really encouraging.
0: That is wonderful. You know, community Mm -hmm. is such a huge part. And so like girls, if you're not in Christian community, whether it's an FCA or your small group at church, get in community. Um, it's via zoom right now. Like you need it. Um, so much because that, that it's like guardrails. You
1: know? Yeah. Yeah. Especially finding people that are older than you that right. can see, you know, they've lived through some things and they can see clearly, as opposed to your best friend, who's like, Oh, we just like, don't, we're just going to be over him. Like, no, it's not that easy. <laughs> like I yeah. get it, but it's not that easy. Like they're yeah. just more patient, I think. And they're more, that's why that's honestly what kind of inspired me to create online mentoring and. So I do that online with, I think right now, I know right now I have four girls. And when I tell you, I've had a total, I mean, I just started this a few months ago. I've had a total of probably seven girls go Mm -hmm. through online mentoring and five of them were in toxic relationships. Mm. Like the Lord sends you who you need to minister to. You know what I'm saying?
0: (laughs) He's like, here you go. Let me just connect the two of you.
1: Yes. So that's definitely what I would encourage other people to do is that's good. A m- mentor someone older than you. That's good. You know,
0: what is the biggest change uh, that you've made because of this journey? Like what,
1: what's the biggest change in your life that you've like shifted, changed? Yeah. I think I learned boundaries with people and I learned who to trust and when to trust them with what parts of me and parts of my heart. That's good. Um, especially when it comes to friendships, I think in college, especially in high school, really, you kind of give a lot of yourself to your friends. Mm -hmm. And while I think many people mean well, people don't always know what to do with that. And it's a lot. So you kind of get some Uh, skewed advice or bias advice that isn't sound or biblical necessarily. So sometimes the easiest advice isn't the best. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So the biggest change I made was just to look, reevaluate the people around me and know who is the most trustworthy, Who. And I'm not saying that you cut off everyone else. Like you can still have a friendship with someone right. and not spill your guts to them and let them right. in on every single area of your life. Um, you know, I've been in, I had some friends whenever I was in that relationship that still hold it against me that I didn't, wasn't able to show up for our friendship as well as I mm-hmm. wanted to or could. Yeah. It was like, yeah, I, I didn't, I'll accept the fact that I was a terrible friend. I also was, felt trapped in a place and I didn't know how to get out. (laughs) So, Yeah. I'm like, so that's just one of the things that I wish I would have learned sooner. And, and the, one of the biggest changes I've made since then is really protecting myself. If I fought myself, fought for myself for this long, it's now time to protect and honor what I fought for.
0: Absolutely. That's so good
1: you know, I know you mentioned this
0: earlier, but like, how are you helping others in this same journey? So I know you, you said mm-hmm. about the, like mentoring, the online mentoring, and then what yeah. other things are you doing to help others on this same journey?
1: Yeah. So I'm trying to do literally everything I can <laughs> possibly think of, um, <laughs> But You're, I, you have
0: books, you have yeah. all thing.
1: <laughs> I created a devotional for teen girls, nice. middle school and high school girls for sure, and even college um for it's it's called Hearts and Rockets. And um so I created that devotional. I started a nonprofit unveiled campaign for any, you know depression, anxiety. That's what I was struggling with for a long time. Eating disorder, self-harm, all of those things are kind of wrapped up and unveiled. And um, this podcast is huge when it comes to, it's me just giving every ounce of information that I probably have in me <laughs> um, on different topics, as well as um, the online courses on Unveiled. We have some of those I'm trying to think there's something I'm forgetting. Oh, and of course, online mentoring. I mean, that's, that's one-on-one, <laughs> yeah. but we do some work. Girl. We do <laughs> some work. I'm like, it's not therapy, but we, we essentially learn how to equip and fight for ourselves. So right. it's really fun. I love it.
0: I'm going to add one that you oh. Enneagram coaching.
1: Yes, yes, I do that. I always forget that for some reason. It's like the thing I talk about the most, though,
0: because it helps people understand more about who they are um, and develop their identity more and understanding why they. One
1: thousand percent. Yes, it's why they operate the way that they do and how they can partner with the Lord in personal growth. Yeah.
0: Well, Ainsley, we just thank you so much for sharing your journey with us today, and just. Um, being an encouragement and inspiration and just, I, I pray that girls, if you are in a relationship with a boo-boo dude, or you're wrapping your identity up and in, in a toxic relationship, or I just pray that you just, um, you're able to connect with God on that and, and to connect yeah. with mentors that will help break you free, just like Ainsley did. So thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. Um, girls, we just want to ask that, Yeah, we just want to ask that uh, you just go on and review and and like and give us some stars for our podcast, and we have some more people coming up over the next few weeks. throughout, uh, this semester, just talking about their journeys and just things that you can learn from them and take with them. Um, and we just encourage you to reach out to Ainsley. Maybe you need some online mentoring, or maybe you need to be coached in some way. So we just hope that you'll go online and get her devotionals or reach out to her. If you have more questions, hope you girls yeah. have a great day. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Waves Ministry podcast. For more information about our ministry, check out our website, wavesgirlsconference.com and our social media at wavesgirlsconference. Today we hope you start making waves in your home, community, and world.